Revelations 2.11 Ministries. Welcome to episode two of the podcast. I'm your host, Travis, and today we're going to talk about love. Yes, what is love? Who is love? How do you love? Uh, what does the Bible say about love? These are some things I'm going to focus on here. I got some scripture for us today. Um, so what is love? Love is a lot of things to a lot of people. People probably have different definitions here about love. Uh, there's different kinds of love, but in our language, we only use one kind of word, love. You, you love apple pie. You love your spouse. You love your children. You, you love football. You love different things, but you wouldn't put them in the same category. Um, there's different types of love that we can express and have. Um, what kind of view does the world have on love? What does it mean to love according to the world? Uh, we know a lot of people believe that to love someone is to leave them alone and let them do whatever they want. Uh, I don't think that is scriptural. I don't think that is according to the Bible, how you love someone, especially if you have um, any kind of relationship with uh, having children or a spouse, uh, you know that if you truly care for someone, uh, you would jump in for them, you would protect them, uh, you would try to change their mind if they were going down a bad path. Um, the Bible tells us that God is love. So when you go to 1 John chapter 4, starting in verse 7, it says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. So the Bible tells us that God is love, and we love one another, and we love God. And if we do not love, then we don't know God, because God is, by definition, love. And so everything that God entitles, everything that circumferences what God is, is, is love. And so we know God is a lot of things. He is uh, just, and he is righteous and he is pure, and he is holy, and he is upright, and he he is uh, honorable. And there's uh, a lot of terms you can find that will describe what God is. So these things are, uh, in a sense, describing love if, if you put them in that same category. So if you continue reading in 1 John chapter 4, starting at verse 10, it says, it says uh, in verse 9, in this was manifest the love of God towards us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us, and he sent his Son to be propitiation of our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to also love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love perfected in us. Hereby we know that we dwell in him, and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. We have we have seen and to do testify that the Father sent the Son to be a Savior of the world. Whoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed that love of God has to us. God is love, and he that dwells in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we 
have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear has torment, and he that fears is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If a man says, I love God, and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this commandment we have from him, that he who loved God love his brother also. You know, it kind of ends that way with uh, the commandment we had, the, he who loves God loves his brother also. It reminds me of uh, when they came and asked him, uh, they asked Jesus, uh, which was the greatest commandment? And Jesus replied to them, he said, uh, that thou shalt love thy Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all your mind. And this is the first and great commandment. And the second one is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And on these two commandments hang all the laws and the prophets. He says, loving God with everything you have and loving your neighbor as yourself is going to cover everything in the law and all the prophets, which... Uh, which is interesting because you think about the Ten Commandments found in Exodus given to Moses on the mountain and the tablet. Uh, the Ten Commandments were, were uh, thou shalt not have no gods before me. That uh, if you love God, you wouldn't have any other gods that before him. Um, that you shall not make any graven images or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is on the earth deep beneath that is in the water under the earth thou shalt not bow thyself down to them nor serve them for I the Lord thy God am a jealous God visiting the iniquities of the fathers upon the children's unto the third the fourth generations and of them that hate me and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments uh, that's an interesting little part there this is Exodus chapter 20 verse 6 there um, we keep reading thou shalt not take thy thy name of the Lord thy God in vain and the Lord will hold him will not hold him guiltless when he, he that takes the name in vain and remember the Sabbath day keep it holy uh, six days thou shalt labor and do thy work but the seventh day the Sabbath of the Lord it shall not do any work nor thy son nor thy daughter nor their manservant maidservant cattle um, and you go on for uh, honor thy father thy mother so your days may be long in the land which the Lord has given you. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not cover thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor anything that is in uh, of thy neighbor's. So if you love God, then you won't. Uh, you won't break these commandments if you love your neighbor. You won't break these commandments because if you love your neighbor, you won't kill. From, you don't kill them. You won't steal from them. You won't commit adultery. You won't lie against your neighbor. Uh, you won't uh, be jealous and want to take your neighbor's items. Um, uh, and if you love the Lord, you won't use His name in vain. You won't worship other idols. You won't um, use. Uh, you know, you won't do anything against God if you love God and you love. You truly love God and you truly love your neighbors then you're going to be able to fulfill these commandments because you wouldn't do these things if you loved them. So it's kind of interesting that that's the greatest commandment. It just covers everything. Just simple. Love God and love everyone. If you, if you truly do that, then you're, you're covering everything that is necessary here. Um, well, then what does it look like if um, we're lacking 
in love here. Uh, if you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, you can see Apostle Paul speaking. And uh, in King James Version, it uh, uses the word charity, but it can be translated as love. He says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not love, I have become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. Uh, and although I have gifts of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have faith that I can, uh, so that I could move mountains, and I have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not love, I profits me nothing. I mean, a lot's being said there. He's saying that no matter what kind of languages I speak, how many people I can reach or talk to, it's it's all no without love, it's just a bunch of noise I'm making. I'm not doing anything other than making noise because I'm lacking love. And then he goes on to say, but look, if he also has the gift of prophecy and understanding all mysteries and knowledge, and he has strong, strong faith, if you have all this understanding and studying and uh, the Lord blessed you with, with uh, revelations and mysteries and knowledge, but it says, but I, uh, and I have the faith to move mountains. I believe anything's possible. All things are possible. But I do not have love. I have nothing. I have nothing. So if I have all these, uh, this knowledge and abilities and gifts and stuff, but I don't love, then I don't have anything. And the last part he says is, he says, well, if I give all of my stuff, all my stuff to feed the poor, all my, basically give away all my money, all my finances, if I sell my house and my car and all the things I have, if I show, because you, you show the world says, hey, look, this person's good. Why are they good? Well, they, they give to so many charities or they do this and that. Well, what if someone's a good person? That's where you get that whole, that balance scale. Well, as long as the person's goodness is, is, is reaching better than their, their evil deeds, their good deeds are better than their evil deeds, outweighing it per se, then then they're going to make it to heaven because they were they did these good acts they do these good acts right um that's what he's saying like look if i do all these good things feed the poor give everything and he even gives his body up if i die for the faith if i'm martyred for the faith uh, but i don't have love then it profited me nothing it, it, it gained me nothing to give all if i gave all that i had it profits nothing without love love is the key here right so uh it's uh and what happens here is, is a verse a lot of times, uh, chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, starting at verse 4, is where it's a lot of times mentioned at weddings, is what love is. What is love? Love is suffering long, long-suffering. It is kind. Love is uh, envies not. Uh, love veineth uh, uh, not itself. Is not puffed up. It's not full of envy. Uh, it does not behave itself unseemly. It seeks not its own self. Um, love is not easily provoked or, th or thinks evil. Uh, love does not rejoice. Rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. And then um, love never fails. But where there be prophecies, they shall fail. Where there's tongues, they shall cease. Where there's knowledge, it shall vanish away. And what that's saying at that last part is basically, look, you know, there's going to be a day we don't need to prophesy. We don't need to share the gospel. We don't, we don't need to study our Bibles because we'll be in heaven. And what happens when you're in heaven is all that's left, all those things, all those works and denominations and all those information, all that's going to be left is love. It's going to be God. It's going to be brothers and sisters in Christ. 
and if you did not love, you know, then you you brought nothing to the table. All those things burned away, and you you brought nothing with you because you were supposed to bring love. Love was the most important thing of all. Uh, matter of fact, as Apostle Paul saying, nothing really works without it. You can do all these things, but it doesn't really profit you anything whatsoever. Matter of fact, I want to read this. Um, there's a verse where uh, a lot of people like to quote it, where uh, where basically Jesus is talking about people meeting him in heaven and he says like uh let not your hearts be troubled this is in, in, in john the gospel of john chapter 14 let not your hearts be troubled you believe in god believe also in me in my father's house are many mansions if it were not so i would not have told you i have and i will go to prepare your place and when i go to prepare your place i will come again and receive you into myself that where i am you may also be and um you know a lot of people love quoting that like oh, you know jesus is preparing a mansion for me he's got this and that but you know if you keep going down in the same chapter you'll see what he says here in, in verse 12 um he says verily verily i say to you he that believes on me the works that i do shall he also do greater works for these uh shall he do because i go to the father and whatever you shall ask in my name i will do that the father may be glorified in the son if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. Those, that's, if you love me, keep my commandments. So that's not out of context or out of place. This is in the same chapter. But if you go down a little further, in 2021, he says, uh, verse 21, he says, He that has my commandments and keepeth them, he is the one that loves me. So again, love and command, following commandments and love. He that keeps my commandments, uh, he has my commandments and keeps them, is the one who loves me. He that loves me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and I will manifest myself unto him. And skipping down to 23, Jesus answered and said to him, If a man loves me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and he will come unto me and make our abode with him. And then 24, And he that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings. And the word that you hear is not of mine, but the Father's which has sent the Father's which has sent me. He says four times, three times he says it in one way, that you will keep my words, my commandments, my if you love me. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, my words. And then he says, look, and so there's no confusion. Um, those of you who do not keep my commandments, yet don't love me. He says, so it's uh it's it's a way to show the love, right? You can't say you you believe something you believe in god right uh some people they john three sixteen, the most famous verse in the bible for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life right um this this uh, a lot of people hang on that verse and they say look i believe in jesus so i'm going to heaven i believe in jesus so i'm going to heaven and it's like well what does it mean to believe uh what does it mean to believe something you know if you if you woke up in the morning and you believed you had clothes on and you walked outside and you didn't have clothes on, it doesn't matter that you said you believed it if you didn't act upon it. If you didn't put clothes on, it didn't. It doesn't matter if you believe you had clothes on or not. So your actions have to go with your faith, with your belief. Uh, you know, just kind of like you, you believe your car has gas in it. If you didn't fill up the tank and you don't check the meter and, you know, you're not, you're not watching that, then if you believe it has gas, um, it may or may not, but uh, it doesn't show once your gas runs out. 
Matter of fact, James, in the book of James, says in chapter 2, he says it this way. What does it profit, sorry, verse, verse 14. What does it profit, my brethren, though a man say he has faith and has not works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and, and he says unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warm and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which they are needful of the body, what does it profit? Even so, faith, if it has not the works, is dead being alone. Yea, a man uh, may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without the works, and I will show you the faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou does well. The devils also believe and tremble. But will thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works, when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest thou has faith wrought with his works, and by works his faith was made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed upon him for righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. You see then how by works a man is justified, and not by faith only. Likewise also was not Rahab the heart that justified works by works, when she was uh, was justified by works, when she received the messenger, and had sent them out another way. For as a body without the spirit is dead, so is faith without works is dead also so uh that's what james says um is as um faith without the works is dead faith you gotta you gotta show for something you know you can't just uh it's not just saying something is true it's it's acting upon it as if it was as if it was true you gotta act upon it as if it was true and so it's kind of interesting jesus in uh back in it uh, was talking about how the commandments and the uh, will prove that you love it's almost like the works and faith together he says uh, you know if you're if you follow my commandments that's how i know you're loving me you're loving me because you're following my commandments and and i'm going to read a, another scripture here um the the book of john chapter 15 uh, it says and if i'm uh, sorry verse six if a man abideth not in me he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and the men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask and you will uh, what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you shall be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so shall have I so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken unto you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. So Jesus is uh, reiterating there about uh, loving is, is proven through following my commandments. Uh, he's stating his commandment is to love uh, those around you, to love your neighbors, uh, to love uh, all those around you. It goes together with uh, what I was saying earlier about how uh, loving, uh, loving God with everything you have and loving your neighbors uh, as yourself, which is the greatest commandment and the second like unto it, according to what Jesus said, it covers everything, covers all the laws and the prophets. Because again, if you lo truly love them, you wouldn't do them wrong. Um, 
one of the ideals here is that uh, is being selfless, selfless, giving of yourself. Um, I spoke in one time about how the root of sin, you know, the, the, the root cause of all sin is selfishness. Selfishness is uh, loving oneself, uh, trying to profit oneself. All sin kind of comes from a selfishness angle, um, whether it's, you know, uh, you, you commit certain acts, you, you take someone's life because you don't care about them, you care more about what you're doing, your anger, your rage, you, you lie to them because you don't want them to see the truth and because uh, it benefits you to, to, to have their lie spread or uh, you steal something because you want something even though it wasn't yours and even though other people do without, you get to have it. Um, uh, different acts of sexual immorality is because, hey, uh, as long as it's pleasing to me, regardless of what it does to other people and those around me, as long as I'm happy. Um, and the same way is just like, all those things are, are self-pleasing, self-seeking, self-glorifying, self-honoring, um, self-satisfying. You know, it's. Uh, but what Jesus has us to do is to do the quite opposite: is to to deny thyself. Uh, it's what He says: is to deny thyself and pick up your cross and come after Him. It's to to deny, deny your flesh, because in, in a sense, your flesh just wants to please itself. Your self, your flesh is selfish. It wants to be happy. It wants to please itself. It wants to um, enjoy itself it wants to uh, pride itself it wants to satisfy itself uh, and then denying the flesh because we are supposed to walk by spirit not by flesh uh, denying your flesh and walking in the spirit is is you know you're trying to turn the other cheek when people do you wrong you don't do them wrong back the Bible says that revenge is for the Lord and the Lord alone so when someone does you wrong you don't do them wrong back you you let it go you pray for them as a matter of fact you're supposed to uh, forgive them and bless them there is a verse uh, where he says um, that unless you forgive unless you forgive those around you you will not be forgiven uh, you have to forgive everyone around you it's it's, it's a, an important requirement uh, that you have to be a forgiving person you have to let things go you have to forgive because you're you're in debt to God for so much sin and iniquity and wrongdoing and uh, he's releasing that uh, he's forgiving all of that through uh, the salvation, through um, belief in his son, through the repentance of your life. And you are being forgiven of a great debt. And so uh, no no one can build such a debt towards you that you've built towards God. And he's forgiven you of a great debt. So uh, you can forgive others of their less less like less uh, in comparison to the debt you've incruelled to God. Their, their debts are a lot less. Um, and you can forgive them for these smaller debts. Uh, so that he can forgive you of your larger debt. And we're supposed to be selfless. We're supposed to be giving of ourself and uh, not self-seeking and self-loving, but loving others, uh, giving to others, seeking others' uh, needs above our own, uh, giving to those who are in need, um, loving others, which is so opposite to what the world is trying to tell us nowadays, what the culture tries to tell us about how we need to we need to uh, love ourselves and we need to accept ourselves and we need to be prideful in ourselves and um, we need to uh, enjoy ourselves in every way and uh, it's it's not what 
it's not what God wants. The world is obviously in opposed uh, opposed to the ways of God. They they pretty much do the opposite. So if you want to see what God wants, you just kind of look at what does the world uh, and the culture want. And you say, well, probably probably God wants the opposite of what they want because uh, it's it's you know the 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 enemy, the devil, is um, leading them to destruction, and that's the way that they're all going. It's a uh, um, the the wide road and the narrow path. Uh, go go down the narrow path for few find it and the narrow path leads to life and the wide road uh, many follow it and it, it leads to destruction and so we just got to be cautious uh, you know how they how how we perceive ourselves and how we interact with others um, we should uh, we just need to be careful we gotta guard ourselves I want to touch on one kind of direction with that one little kind of subject um, I'm going to read Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, uh, because I know I know some people could probably already be thinking about this as I'm talking about commandments and following God and stuff. Uh, it, is, it reads, For the, By grace you are saved through faith and not by yourselves. Uh, it is a gift from God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, unto good works which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. Um, there's a verse a lot of times people have quoted, um, just that we're saved by grace, not by our works, uh, which is true. But I think a lot of people need to understand that um, works is not the same as commandments. They're actually two two different words. They, they mean different things. Uh, they sound similar uh, if you don't know any better, if you don't study your Bible. The word works is uh, Aragon which means to labor, deeds, or doing labor work. Um, and the word commandment is entale, uh, which is an authoritative prescription. Uh, so these are two different words meaning different things. Uh, commandment is, is God saying, look, this is, this is what I want for you. This is good for you. This is right for you. And uh, a works is different. It's what you do. Um, we're not saved by the things we do. We're not saved by giving uh, to the poor or to uh, working working in the kingdom like um, how many people you laid hands on and healed or uh, words of knowledge you've given or prophesied or how many times you uh, served in a certain ministry or did a certain thing. I mean, honestly, most of that is by the Holy Spirit anyways. You're not, you're not the one who heals. You're not the one who gave that word or put yourself in that position. Uh, a lot of that is led by God, but that's the whole point is that is that these are works that we do for the kingdom and we're not saved by these works so that none of us can boast and say, look how much I did. We are saved by, by grace of God, which is true. But that does not mean we can break commandments and uh, think we can, we're heaven bound. Because I want you to hear me on this when I say it is, it is not a work to not sin. So people get caught up and they think, well, I can sin or live a certain way because, hey, it's, it, it, I'm saved by grace, not by works. But it is not, that is not what the Bible's saying. That's not what Apostle Paul is saying. He is not saying that because you're saved by faith, saved by grace that you can live in sin that is not what he's saying you can't break your commandments that the lord has given you and um i'm going to show you in another part in first corinthians first uh, corinthians chapter six uh, it says this know ye that all unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of god be not deceived 
neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor adulterers, nor feminine, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. As such were some of you, but you were washed and you are sanctified. Uh, and, and you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of God. So Apostle Paul says that you were, you were these ways. You were thieves and liars, and adulterers and fornicators and feminine and abusers with yourself and mankind and extortioners and drunkards and you were these these ways. You were sinful people, but you but you're not. You've repented. You've changed. And he says at the beginning, know not that these unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Matter of fact, to, to kind of just push on it a little more, uh, in Ephesians chapter 5, and this is the one that uh, will help you, it says, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us, and has given himself as us as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling Savior. But fornication and all cleanness, uncleanness, and covetousness, let it not be once named among you, as become cometh saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor gesturing, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this we know, this is what we know, that no whoremonger, no unclean person, no covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words. Because of these things come the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be ye therefore partakers with them. For ye were sometimes in darkness, but now you are in light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. So I want you to hear what he he's saying. Just be not be deceived. I mean, in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 6, let no man deceive you with vain words. Just don't let anyone try to trick you. Don't let them tell you, hey, it's it's all right to live that way. Hey, don't 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 have to change. Don't have to repent. That's that is not what the scriptures tell us. Um, the Bible tells us that God is love. That. Uh, and we show our love to him by following his commandments. And to follow his commandments or his, his righteous prescriptions for our life, you know, we, that's how we show we love him back, by being obedient to him, by following him. And there are certain ways, uh, certain lifestyles that just, they're just not acceptable to God. They're not, uh, they're not, they're not acceptable. They're not beneficial. They're not... Uh, holy or righteous in any way and so there's certain things that uh, we need to you know we need to repent of stay away from be no part of take no part of uh, be not rejoice with do not uh, do not put your hand with do not agree with um, uh, you know there's things that we just need to stay away with certain lifestyles certain um, certain cultures uh, certain habits we just need to pull away from and it's all you know all for the glory of God that we uh, we do these things so I'm going to go ahead and uh, end the podcast here uh, after I pray for you uh, I like to just pray about what what I spoke about on the message here and just pray for any listeners everyone who's uh, hearing uh, Heavenly Father 
Holy, holy are you, Lord. Uh, we just, I just pray, Lord, that you give uh, wisdom to the listener, Lord, that you speak truth and understanding to the listener, Lord. Lord, that you, uh, you work in them even now, Lord, uh, bringing to, to their heart, Lord, open their hearts, Lord, to receive, open their minds, their ears, their eyes, to hear, to perceive what you, what you have to say to them, Lord. Lord, just that uh, your, your word can sit inside them. Uh, that your truth can reign inside them, Lord. That uh, that Lord, that uh, understanding can take root, Lord. Um, that Lord, if there be any lies of the enemy in in, in the listeners, Lord, uh, that they be uprooted in the name of Jesus, Lord. That truth will be implanted in them, Lord. Uh, that you give them a hunger, Lord, a hunger for seeking after you, a hunger for following your commandments, a hunger for showing their love, Lord, a hunger for selflessness, a hunger to follow the great, uh, greatest commandment to love the Lord their God and to love their neighbors as they love themselves. And Lord, teach them how to do this, how to love, uh, bring to their minds how to love uh, those around them, their family members, their co-workers, their uh, whether it's fellow students of who whoever um, people around them brothers and sisters um, Lord I pray Lord that you give them the ability to, to be selfless Lord that you work in their heart Lord that you turn a heart from stone to a fleshly heart um, help them to love as you love to see as you see uh, help them to embrace those around them uh, to to be a reflection of your kingdom, Lord. Lord, I pray that you uh, just keep working in the people and keep working in the listeners, Lord. Um, bless them, Lord. Bless them uh, in your holy name. Uh, thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, I'll come back with another one, another episode soon. Uh, whatever the Lord leads, may his will be done on that. Um, and we give him the glory for everything. Uh, God bless y'all. Amen.